Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast. If you are under 18 years of age, stop the podcast now. You are listening to a weekly publication, produced every Friday morning. The Kinky Cast is heard in over 150 countries. This week's episode is number 221. In our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships, Views expressed are not representative of the management of the kinky cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. Today, we present Autumn Orange on Kinks and Geeks. Don't forget to stop by our webpage for loads of information about this show and others. KinkyCast.com. Here's your hosts, Woody and the Beast. Thanks, Max, and welcome to another edition of the Kinky Cast. Sitting next to me is the Beast. What do you know, man? Hey, Woody. I'm counting the days my summer break. <laughs> Your summer break. Poor yeah, baby. Yeah. You know, it's hard enough just getting through spring. Speaking of spring fever, we have our guest tonight, the lovely Autumn Orange. Hi. With a sinus infection like me. So, yes. <laughs> uh, it's a prolonged allergy season. Just keeps on giving. That's right. It's, it's the gift that keeps giving. So how are you tonight other than that? I'm pretty good. How are you guys? Well, we're, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. We were talking, oh, several times ago. You've been on the show a couple times, and you always have something interesting to contribute. Somehow the subject of geeks and kinksters came up, and you said that you were working on something there. Uh, yeah, I had a friend of mine and we got into a discussion about it and, uh, I ended up doing, uh, like I sell stuff for multiple vendors on occasion and, um, we ended up finding a lot of kinky people at these big comic conventions and even the people who weren't kinksters, like they were really open to it. Um, you know, when they would see people who recognized, you know, my leather vest or anything along those lines, it was really interesting. We ended up seeing that there was a huge crossover. I have seen that uh, from time to time myself, and I've actually wondered how big the audience is, but it's really hard to nail down. You know, I think it's big enough because there's actually there are actually cons that are kink and geek based, like they combine them, uh, you know, like Frolicon and the like. So we just had the episode on it, Frolicon on here, and all the different uh, geeky kinky tracks that they have. I do know there's a difference in kinks and geeks. It's pretty close sometimes. I mean, seriously, uh, I think that a a geek just hasn't realized they're kinky yet, and a kinky person <laughs> hasn't realized they're a geek yet. I think that there's a huge crossover. I don't think that it's, you know, all-inclusive, but I definitely think because both communities are so open to exploring the extraordinary and the unknown and, you know, being inclusive that there there happens to be such a huge audience that can live in both worlds, so to speak. And the whole concept of geek is pretty broad. You know, a lot of people think, you know, it's computer nerds or game nerds. But anybody that is really focused in their profession or something can be very geeky on their own. Yeah, I mean, you can have anything from anime to cartoons to musicals to music genres you know, just to fan fiction that comes out of different books or movies or anything. I mean, you can geek out about anything these days. Well, our nurse Ratchet, she geeks out about medical play. So <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what are your geeks? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. There's so much. It depends on my mood or what I'm looking for. And, oh, there's just so much. I, I guess a better thing is saying that I sort of found myself because of geek culture. There's a comic series, um, Sandman by Neil Gaiman. And I had never heard of anything other than male or female before I read this comic. And there's this character called Desire. And they are male, female, both or neither or everything in between. And it all just depends on the situation. And it was the first time I had ever seen anything that kind of fit my gender identity, like what I could be, what I thought I was. And it didn't make me feel isolated or alone anymore. Like there was finally some sort of conceptualized idea out there. So I don't know. It uh, It's interesting. How do you identify? I am gender fluid. Especially a lot of younger people come in and see these these comics and things. They find identity in it. Yes, absolutely. And it was, you know, I finally had a, a concept, an idea for it after I read these comics. And then I thought, you know, I was going to have to go somewhere like New York City or Los Angeles to be able to find these people. And then I went to my very first munch. And I met all of these different people who were talking about all of these different wild and crazy sort of things. And, and I was just a baby. I was in my early, early 20s. And I couldn't even say penis without blushing and trying to hide in a corner. But I figured out that there was actually a place where I could go and I can meet people in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, where I could be myself, where it, it might be okay to actually be fluid, even though I didn't have that word yet. And it was amazing. Somehow I don't see you shrinking away on the word penis because the first time I met you was at Self in Atlanta and you came up to me and you stuck your hand out and said, hi, I'm Autumn Orange. I know. I, I was so shy. I did not actually come out of my shell until that con. And I told myself I wasn't going to be a wallflower anymore and I wasn't going to be invisible anymore. And um, it was a struggle. <laughs> Every single moment. I sure didn't notice it. I thought you were the most gregarious person there, but you had a good oh, show going. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I've definitely changed a lot. <laughs> yes, I've seen that over the years, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody ever would have guessed that I would be such a slut for humiliation and degradation after first meeting me, but, you know. The episode that you did uh, on humiliation play, that was a great show. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Our, our listeners, you need to go back in the archive and check that one out. That was really good stuff. Oh, yeah, that was a ton of fun. And, it, it, you know, it's actually funny. I just read a comic that was about humiliation and degradation. Like, the, I swear, the worlds find a way to cross over no matter where you go with the geek and geek worlds. If I were a geek, which I am, a lot of geeks, especially younger geeks, you know, they're, they're being awkward in school and they're, they're trying to figure out their sexuality and they're trying to figure out who they can date or what sex they should date and all these sort of things. How does this come together? Do they, they just take the plunge like you did and say, well, I'm going to go out and embarrass myself or not? I think that that's like an individual experience for each person. I've seen a lot of crossovers. Um, 
you know, with stuff like PFLAG and the LGBTQIA groups um, in schools and on college campuses where there are a lot of geeks. Or if you go to a munch and it's your first munch, if you're sitting out in like the normal dining area, you can't necessarily talk about kink subjects, but everybody will bond over different fandoms and everything and the like. It's a good icebreaker. It's a good way to try to learn and figure things out with people. I found it to be a useful negotiation tool, actually, when I have to do so in a very vanilla public setting. And we're trying to talk about things that we can't do so normally. So you name certain characters that are uh, keys. Yes, or um, different stories in literature, um, different scenes that would involve fear play or humiliation play or a really rough sex scene like from True Blood or, um, you know, just stuff like that, like the clock ticking on the wall with fear play. It's fun. This last weekend when I was sick, I binged watched True Blood again just just for a rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can definitely do that. I am seeing a whole new concept. We have flags for the uh, for our kinks. We can flag different colors. Now we can flag for our geeks. You really can, and, and that's one of the things that I just absolutely adore about going to the conventions is, you know, um, a friend of mine about a year ago, because they were so passionate about Doctor Who, I finally sat down and agreed to watch it, and, you know, I gave it a chance. Tell me you're not that later bloomer. I am. I didn't, I don't think I watched the first episode until, like, May or June of last year. And, uh, you know, now I'm hooked on it and I'm almost caught up, but you know, you can wear a shirt with the TARDIS on it or anything to do with Dr. Who and people know you, like they will come up to you and have a conversation with you completely out of the blue just because you have the same fandom. And it's like going to a leather convention and wearing a leather vest and having your club thing on the back when you don't know everybody that's in your club. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, it's almost like you're showing your symbolism to these people. Like you're, if they're in the know, they know they can come talk to you and have this conversation. And it's going to be this amazing thing that you both care about, even though you know nothing about each other. That is really true to have, you know, some kind of common identifier. And, you know, go back to vanilla life, you know, take away the geek, take away the kink. And people congregate based on a common interest. Absolutely. And so that's humankind. And so now you, you kind of take it off and, and you start going down a road and you go out a little bit that's, you know, completely socially acceptable. And, you know, it, it may be pop culture, what have you, and then it gets out on the fringe. And then you get into the shows like True Blood and you just go further and further out in the rings until you're into BDSM. Yeah. And you, you can sort the crowd as you go. You really can. It's it's also interesting because it can lead you to so many different types of conversation. It can help you learn so much about somebody just from the questions that you ask them about a show or a book or any sort of fandom that they have or kink that they have, depending on what you're into. I have a question. Which doctor is yours? Oh, that's hard. Um, I think the one that I'm the most emotionally invested in is the ninth doctor. I have a hard time dealing with like pain and, um, 
emotion and being able to cry. And if I need to and I can't, the regeneration moment where he turns into the 10th doctor and he has that quote where he says to Rose, you know, you were fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And you know what? So was I. I lose it every single time. I just ball my eyes out. <laughs> well, mine is a tenth doctor, so so we're we're there right together. I think Rose is the bonding moment there for us all. Yeah. It's a really amazing show. I, I can't even begin to explain how much I love it. And geeks are talking. Yeah. They are. Geeks are talking. They're they're going to cons, they're online in every flavor. You know, look what anime brought out. You know, there's just a huge worldwide audience. Oh, yeah. And it's it's really interesting, too. I was having this conversation um, with a fellow person who's in leather at Conuga. And it's like sometimes you will watch something and it is so cruel and gruesome and just beastly. <laughs> and and you wonder, like, you know, am I even am I normal? Am I OK that I can sit here and watch this and enjoy this? And there's sometimes like when you when you talk that you feel the same way and you have to take a step back and you're like, you know what? It's okay. Like I can process this. I can deal with this. There's other people that I can bond with because we've all seen this and we've all watched this and it's okay. <laughs> well, let's rewind 25 years before the electronic gaming culture is what it is today. Gruesome is standard issue in today's video games. Mm-hmm whether it's with guns, knives, or, or or plotting or whatever it is. And, you know, you go back 25 years and it was, there was fringe players that did this. Now it's mainstream players that do it. And pop culture has fed all of this. You, you watch standard issue over-the-air broadcast television and they're talking about dungeons and leathers and dames and all this stuff. Yeah, like, I, I think it was, like, you can see stuff in the, the, like, Law and Order kind of shows now. I think there's even, like, an episode of Castle that has it, if I'm not mistaken. CSI it's, had several dungeon oh, scenes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lady Heather. And then we just have to go to the Anita Blake series. Have you read oh, Anita no. Blake? <laughs> no, I had to stop, like... I never thought that there would ever be anything that could have too much sex for me. I really <laughs> didn't think that existed, but I you had read beast. out on that series. Yeah. I could not. It was just sex every other page, and I was like, I don't even know who she's having sex with anymore. And she didn't know who she's having sex with most of the time. I know. I was like, honey, what are you doing? Laurel K. Hamilton must be a very repressed individual. Well, actually, no, she she was in a very vanilla relationship. I know this because I live with my best friend and she's a hardcore fan. And then she ended up finding kink and she ended up finding Polly and she's in a triad with two men. So she just went through this whole sexual exploration. She was like, I'm writing what I know because, you know, Anita Blake looks a lot like Laurel K. Hamilton yes, herself. She so she was like, I am fucking all the time. Watch me write my fucking in. <laughs> so, so, so you're that's saying it's a background. memoir or diary or something. I mean, she Mary sued. She totally Mary sued. I'm a little bit of an editor that's coming out here, if you can't tell. Woody, if, if you haven't read uh, uh, Anita Blake, you do need to read it. Somehow that one missed me. I'm going to have to go check that out. It is The, the early books are, are all about the supernatural, but by a couple years in, as she mentions, you go whole chapters of sex. And then a short chapter of not sex. And then a whole chapter of <laughs> sex. 
Yeah, like I think it's like book maybe 16 or 17 you get, like sex, 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 sex. But like the first few are really good. And then it goes back to getting, you know, supernatural and mystery and intrigue again. I just, I can't, I can't. It's too much. Even (laughs) for me, it's too much. We found a a limit here. A geek taps out. Yeah, no, I did. I was like, I can't. I got halfway through it and I just looked at, um, you know, my best friend and I was like, here's your book back. I can't. Can I, can I read something else? Like I'm done. (laughs) Just recently, I started watching The Good Fight on CBS All Access. And, yeah, I watched The Good Wife when it was on broadcast television, and and it had some good plots and good writing and good characters in it. And a lot of them are still in the new series. It's CBS television gone HBO. Full nudity, fuck this, fuck that, all the time, all the way through. I'm going, wow, it's like television grew up. And, and yeah. they, they got it off, you know, a regular broadcast television onto, you know, limited access and it, they poof turned into HBO over the night. And so they're, they're doing these really good shows with good plots. And, and so it's the same characters that I had seen for the last couple of years, but now they're doing things with each other without clothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good wife on there though. No, um, she's not, uh, you know, and she's one I want to see naked. Yeah, what darn luck, huh? I know. I know. Yes, but there's lots yeah. of young lawyers. Oh, mm. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I want to do to lawyers is borderline uh, non-consensual. <laughs> okay. There, there's, yeah. there's your geek trick there. Yeah, there's yeah. my geek. Um, <laughs> you you got this this huge crossover, I, and you bond with this circle and this circle. Do you ever lead one from the other to the other side a geek to kink or a kink to geek i'm a part of a spidey pool chat so spider-man and deadpool fandom because you know they're together in canon and that's a thing and i'm so happy for that they're heartmates but um there was actually quite a few people that were already on fetlife that were in the chat with me and it was really cool to see stuff like that and the chat rooms are just, you know, no holds barred. Here you go. You know, I haven't really been on a lot of the ones. I actually, a lot of my social media is on Facebook. And I have found far more, you know, events and like crossovers there than I have anywhere else. Facebook is an interesting place. Sometimes it scares me because it's really close to the vanilla world. And I'm, I don't want to go too far for fear of, you know, putting myself way too far out, uh, especially on family members and people that know me as a normal straight guy out in the street. Normal. 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 Whatever the hell that is. Whatever that was. Okay. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, If people want to do that, the rule of thumb that I've sort of given people is, you know, you can always wear masks and not show your face on Facebook. You can ask people not to tag you. You can have a vanilla Facebook where you have no crossover with it, and then you have you can have like a kink Facebook, so you have like the different realms, and you know they don't cross over there. I have um, those two, and I accidentally crossed them. Oh, and I yeah, put a, I put a kinky post on my straight page. Oops! Oh man! Oops! Delete! 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 But several people saw it, and they're going, "What? Eh, it's it's faster than than the speed." I outed of myself. Uh, that's the reason I only have a kinky Facebook. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm real specific now when I, I have them on different computers just for safety. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, I'm I'm very fortunate. Um, my family knows, and they just view it as part of my weird. Uh, we don't really talk about it because I couldn't handle talking about it with them, to be honest. But I am very fortunate in that they don't care. Um, but like my day job doesn't know. Ironically enough, my day job actually thinks that I'm kind of a prude. So that's funny. Yeah. And, uh, and then some of us work in environments where we cannot be out. Oh, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, yeah. no. That the would, two of us are speaking from that the same would, That would be, 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 be very, very bad. Yes. That's TV bad. So, yes. yeah, that's TV yeah. bad. I, I just had this horrible flashes through my mind here. So, cons. Which ones do you prefer, geek or kink? Or is that an impossible question to do? It's almost impossible. Like, my favorite con of all time, and I know you're not really supposed to say this, but my favorite con of all time is Frolicon. Um, and it's because it's both. Like, I can go there and I can see people who are cosplaying characters from, you know, animes and, and cartoons and book series. And at the same time, you know, there's a dungeon at night and I'm just like, all of my happy is in one place. It is a party for four days. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. I don't know. I mean, I, there's reasons to love both, but if there's a way that I can have all the things all the, all the time, like I'm, I'm a giant hedonist, so. Yes, give me all the things. <laughs> I want it all. I want it all now. Yes. Have you seen my little pig flag? Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Flags are a wonderful thing. So you can wear your Doctor Who shirt and be carrying your Anita Blake novels while you're flagging in your back pocket, right? Exactly. Subtle beast. Mm -hmm. uh, that is uh, okay. I am me subtle. Never. I mean, to be honest, I'd probably be wearing a Slytherin shirt and, you know, carrying around a Doctor Who wallet or, you know, the sonic screwdriver while flagging. But again, subtle. All right. There was just a recent local party that was a doc, uh, that was a Harry Potter party <gasps> at the play space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and there was a much, much before, and there were people showing up uh, in costume, and it's and there were some interesting looks about these adult people in Potterware. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I also love the crossovers with the toys. Have you guys seen those? Like, I think there was a a title holder that when they ran for their regional title. They had um, canes, and the handles for the canes um, were stylized like the Harry Potter houses. I've also seen, like, lightsaber floggers or, like, you know, different paddles with, like, um, the Game of Thrones house crests in them. And just, like, I love it. I love it so much. Is Star Wars even geeky anymore, or is it past the geek phase? Oh, yeah. No, that's totally geeky. But here's the thing you have to do, because somebody is always inevitably going to ask you the question, Star Wars or Star Trek? And here's the best answer you can give them. Yes. Firefly. Oh, oh. Of course. Yes. I am in the minority. Uh, I've, I've never could get into Firefly. <gasps> that's blasphemy. I know. No, it's really I know. It's mainly just the joke that, like, everybody that has carried a geek card, they're going to know one of the big three, if not all of the big three. So making the joke that, like, you know, Firefly means that you've got an in and you've got at least something you can talk about with them. It does separate the crowd, yes. Yeah, totally. We were talking about uh, Frolicon earlier, and since it's only a couple weeks away. Yay! 
I, I'm sure I will see you there. Oh, yes, I'm teaching again this year. Very good. What are you teaching? Humiliation and degradation and edging and middles of plenty. Edging? Edging. Yes. Orgasm denial, edging, not yet, having so much fun. You know, maybe you'd like to have that recorded so it can be on the Kinky Cast. If Frolicon's okay with it, I'm okay with it. They are. We do this every year. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That sounds good to me. All right. We have something to look forward to here. Edging. Yes, yes, yes. It's it's a newfound perversion of mine. I had one of mine edging for three and a half hours the other day. Oh, my gosh. That's called frustration at that point. Yes, it is. I fell into it ass backwards because of my roommate and my best friend, and I will never be on her level. Like she can go for months at a time and I don't, I can't even like, I can't even with that, but like, it's, it's interesting and it's fascinating. And I, I love the psychology of it. I absolutely love what you can get people to do with it and get people to say, especially with people um going back to the geek side of it, people who are so hardcore about their fandoms. Like I will never ever tell you, I like Gryffindor. I will never be like fly high Gryffindor or I love Harry Potter because Harry Potter is quite frankly a whiny bitch, you know, and um, I will, I will say anything sometimes when I, when it's at that point, I will tell you how much I love Gryffindor, how much Harry Potter is the best person in the world just so that I can come. And like, it's, it's fun. It's fun to play with. Okay. I'm making notes on the, uh, the yeses and nos here. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Could, could, could be trouble, you know? You're always trouble. <laughs> That's right. My trouble is my middle name. Well, this has been fun. And, you know, anytime our, our listeners want to check it out, go try some of these techniques we've been talking about. Bring up uh, a show or a book or, or anime or something and see where it goes. You know, just run it out and see if you have a soulmate there. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because you can totally find people that you never would have thought you had anything in common with that you can geek out with. Absolutely. Autumn, it has been a pleasure as usual. We will see you in Atlanta here shortly, and we will get that uh, class recorded so that we can uh, tempt our uh, our listeners. Awesome. I look forward to seeing you. Uh, we're going to have to frustrate listeners, Woody. Well, you <laughs> know, that, that's how we play edge with them, right? <laughs> Thank you, Autumn. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye. You have been listening to episode 221 of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max. See you next week when we present the Leather History Foundation. 